the International Digital Dental Academy podcast, media partner FMC. Welcome to the future of dentistry. So, um, what time is it now? Cool. So, where are you guys? Where are you actually? We're up north. We're up north. On a secret field. We are doing a training course up here uh, for tomorrow and Sunday. And uh, we've just actually arrived this afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. It's snowing. Pretty cold. Excellent. There are ghosts in the bar. <laughs> we'll tell you about that. We'll tell you about that later. Yeah, we're not allowed to mention the hotel now. Because we're not supposed to be Because it's haunted. They'd yeah. be very kind to let us use the room. Should we get going? Oh, okay. Should we call this yeah, start? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I okay. think we'll just so, start recording. Yeah. So we're recording anyway. Yeah. Okay. So we're doing officially. So we're probably going to use this as the intro. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a great intro anyway. But anyway. Yeah. anyway. Welcome everybody to the um, next IDDA podcast. Uh, we haven't seen you in a while. Hopefully, it's going to be the first in a few that we're going to be doing. Um, today, we have uh, Ed Attenborough, uh, fabulous Ed Attenborough, who has been doing a lot of different things. I've had the pleasure of doing a few things with Ed myself over with PPE stuff over um, over lockdown and this year. Uh, but a lot of you will know Ed uh, through a lot of different things. So, um, you know, Chris, you've got a, a bit about him as well. Absolutely. Ed, it's a pleasure to have you with us today on the IDDA podcast. Um, you have a very impressive and extensive CV, and I see you started your career in engineering. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the beginning of your career? Well, yeah, thanks, guys, for inviting me along tonight, and it's really great to hook up with you. It's kind of like you look like a real kind of wintry Christmas setting there with the snow we rolling tried. in wherever you are at this secret location. It's actually um, in the middle of summer, Ed. We just put a Christmas tree for the show. <laughs> With you guys, I never know what side of the planet you're on either. So you could We're not actually here. Right. This is all in virtual reality. This is <laughs> yeah. even real. Yeah, it is actually snowing. Yeah. And the <laughs> bar is slightly haunted. Yeah. You guys are way ahead of me on the background. You know, I, 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 catch up stuff. I really am. But no, I mean, my, my background was uh, in uh, engineering. And uh, I uh, basically, when I was at school, I kind of, I was doing okay academically and I, I could have done dentistry. My family, my father was a dentist, my grandfather was a technician, my great grandfather was a dentist. Um, so it was kind of the thing. Um, the but my, yeah, yeah, it was. But uh, my, my interest was really in, in engineering. So um, I was the black sheep of the family. I didn't go down the route of dentistry. Here I am sitting talking to you today. And I read engineering, electrical, electronic engineering at uh, Leeds. And I ended up uh, going into software writing software um, for things called real-time embedded systems which are systems which react in real time to control things like uh, rockets or to do signal processing for radar systems so wow all kind of 3d That's stuff totally high, different than teeth well kind of yeah yeah highly computationally expensive intensive things and in those days you know, processors were, well, they were 16-bit then. That was the state yeah. of the art. You know, we, we got out of the 8-bit video game era and we were into, yeah. you know, high-tech 16-bits and uh, yeah. getting getting yeah, things to work that. in that <laughs> bandwidth was, was kind of challenging. So that was my job, really. Sega Mega Drives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so was the same thing happening in the space research and NASA? Because I see you were involved with that as well. Well, I, was, I, wasn't, I wasn't with NASA. I was with the European Space Agency and I worked on okay. the Ariane 5 program oh, uh, to, yeah. to develop a, a new launch vehicle uh, for uh, Europe, basically. Oh, wow. Satellites into space. So, uh, yeah, that, that was interesting because uh, uh, basically uh, 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 Margaret Thatcher had decided not to contribute to the Ariane 5 program 
Yeah. Um, but all of the engineers who wrote the Ariane 4 software were English. Wow. So we created a little offshoot of a GmbH in Germany um, that was a pretend German company. <laughs> wow. Do you know what? From just you saying that, that's one of the things that this year, you know, the end of the year of COVID, hopefully we're going to new era next year. But, you know, one of the things I've missed this year is talking to other dentists, yeah. you know, face to face, not just online, like it has been Absolutely. learning about the amazing things that people get up to. Yeah. And yeah. We're, we're in a really fortunate position with, you know, we're talking to people that we do around the world with things. And, and some of the things that people get up to behind the scenes is, is really quite, quite remarkable, really. And, and it's, it's nice to bump into, you know, like when I've seen yourself before, right, at the shows, and, you know, when, we, when you just go to, like we were saying, FMC, you know, yeah. supporting this podcast, they're a great company, they, um, they do the, all the shows and stuff, but one of the things that I really love about those shows and the, the theatres, when we, when we go there, it's just chatting to different people, yeah. and I've missed that, I've really, really yeah. missed that, so, um, so much yeah, talent it's good to chat to you. Yeah, it's good to be with you guys as well, and, uh, Hopefully we'll all hook up in uh, person in not too long. Definitely. Absolutely. Definitely, yeah. So what got you into digital dentistry then? Well, I mean, I was, uh, I was a contractor, basically, a software contractor. So I went freelance as quickly as I could um, and ended up working my way around Europe doing various projects. And I ended up in the city in London doing cryptography, which was kind of the, the forerunner of Bitcoin. Um, so it's a fintech company and it was called Mondex and we were doing cryptocurrencies and that, right. that was quite early because that was in the in the sort of 90, 96, 97. Wow, um, so then we, we had this family business in Nottingham that had been going since ever and yeah. um, you know there was a lot going on so I came back uh, one day a week to help dad out and you know how these things start one day a week so it was a kind of like two mission days. creep. And I must say the bank were very good. I was working for NatWest as a contractor and they put a leased line into Nottingham, into an office yeah. at, at the lab uh, so that I could actually do programming from Nottingham ostensibly. But clearly I was spending more time on the business than I was doing programming. And then two became three. And then my boss in London said, look, wh which way are you going to go? <laughs> you need to make a decision one way or the other. So I said, okay, I'm going to dive in and I'm going to, yeah, you because know, I kind of got the bug uh, uh, at the lab, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. So I basically joined the lab full time and started working with my father and uh, a group of incredibly gifted technicians, some of whom had been there over forty years. Um, mm -hmm. And you know, just working alongside them. I mean, I'd grown up in the lab as a kid. Uh, Mummy used to use it as a crash. She used to kind of dump me in there when she went shopping. Um, so, I, you know, plaster, wax, it, it's kind of in the DNA, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I was always good with my hands, I could always make models, model planes and everything else. So it kind of didn't feel that alien. Um, yeah. and, and that's how I got into it. But my main route in really was the digital side of it. That, that, was, my, that was the key that unlocked the door for me. Because I, I came in and I looked at this, and it, I mean, it's wonderful seeing all these people with amazing skill. Um, uh, but, but in a way, it, it felt like it was stuck in another era. And yeah. I just thought, what if, what if we could bring some tech to this? So that, nice. that, was, that was my in route, really. Yeah, I mean, people, people don't really think about it these days. Now, you know, it's kind of ubiquitous that in dentistry, we have all these tools that we use with scanners everywhere. And, you know, how many people would a percentage reckon send to you as scans now, Ed? Um, I, I would just say, well, cut that another way. I would say all of our works got some element of digital in really? it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Whereas, you know, if you to take that and that figure alone and think about it in a yeah. different way, if you go back in time, there was a time when that wasn't the case. And there were people like Ed who were really, you know, making those investments and changes that's led to us being here. And you don't think about that. Yeah. Yeah. You just have these, you know, we're a consumer industry and you think about dentistry like that. We have all these tools, we go and buy, we use them. But it's taken effort to get there. You know, there's a lot of people who've been yeah. doing all these things. I think it's also the concept of uh, parallel worlds that we were saying earlier. You know, if you take, for example, um, you know, 3D printing started in the early 80s, but because we weren't in a digital era where everyone had computers to actually sit and design CAD programs and do whatever they wanted to do, it mm. didn't really take off in the 80s. Yeah. It had to really catch up with the technology before it was mainstream um, adoption, you know. So I think mm. everything is... Um, there's always early adopters, as you say, yeah. and then there's a mainstream user after that. Yeah, I think um, that's right. I mean, part of the challenge is, isn't it, that technology doesn't really exist in isolation. It's yeah. got to fit somewhere in the workflow. Um, so, I mean, we all share a passion for digital tech um, in, in a kind of uh, a very, uh, I suppose, uh, nerdy kind of way. I'm sorry I have to join you in on that. But it is, it's good, you know, that, that we love that tech. But, but to most people, tech is a means, means to an end. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so we it has to be integrated somewhere in the workflow. I mean, we we started looking at three D printing in dentistry, I think, in two thousand and four, and got yeah. early printed in from Envision Tech. I think that was the first machine. They were a lovely company. They they loaned us a machine for a year for us wow. to play with um, printing uh, for investment casting. And of well, course, it worked none of them, didn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, none of the resins worked with investment casting. They all expanded when they burnt out and cracked the investment yeah. and all those things that you guys know so much about. Um, but we had a lot of fun with that. And, and, it, and that kind of, you start getting under the, under the skin of the technology and starting to understand the technology a bit better and yeah. how you can start using it for, for integrating into the workflow at various different points. Yeah, definitely. Are you printing everything now? Are you still on Envision Tech or do you have a variety of... No, so we, don't, um, we, we didn't end up going with Envision Tech because at the time it was a machine called the Profactory and it was yeah. quite expensive for what it was. And, um, you know, I mean, it was good at the time. As a DLP printer, it was way ahead of its time. Um, and the, I knew the guy who actually invented it, Heinrich, a uh, German guy, really lovely guy. Um, but, but it had some... Uh, let's say technique sensitive issues with it. Um, like that is, that is 3D printing though, isn't it? <laughs> you have to balance on a coin while you were printing. Uh, conclusion. <laughs> uh, so, so we kind of didn't buy that. Um, uh, but, but we did in the end up getting a 3D systems machine. Uh, it was a DP3000. And, and that, was, that had all the right ingredients. Um, but I spent most of my weekends either inside that machine or underneath <laughs> <it>. <laughs> being an engineer trying to get it going. But, you know, you have to go through that pain threshold, don't you? Definitely. So, yeah, I, I guess that's, uh, that's, that's where we started integrating 3D printing. But, it, you know, it was still didn't really come of age, I think. I don't know what you guys think, until intraoral yep. scanners really started. Mm, definitely. Becoming, you know, yeah. when you started needing to print models. You know. People want to do things in-house, they want to do everything in-house. Yeah. And it kind of lends itself, you know, for, I say everything, for, the, for the, the easy things. You know, the, the labs are kind of evolving more towards the high end, I think, now. Because Absolutely, it's yeah. easy to get, well, easy, I say is the wrong word. Maybe you should it's, use the word technical. It's more, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, more, more technical, it's, it's more technical, technical stuff, yeah. the more technical, difficult stuff that dentists don't want to do. The lab technicians who are gifted already with, 
with doing things by hand, with sculpting things with wax, it comes naturally to them to sculpt it on a computer. Yeah. So, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm a great believer and, you know, I know us guys, we've always pushed for a lot of, you know, compatibility with the lab side of things. Yeah. You know, the, uh, it's not just about the in-house digital dentist it's the whole team. Mm. And um, I think with, with the lab side of things alone, that's, they, you know, a lot of people, again, forget about the fact that it was lab technicians who really introduced yeah. digital dentistry to a lot of people as well. So Yeah, I mean, I think, I think where we are with the, with the chair side versus lab debate, I mean, we, you know, a lot of technicians feel quite threatened about that. But I don't think they should do because for, for our perspective, um, you know, the, wherever the digital boundary goes, the further it gets, uh, the more... At some point, that that workflow is going to flow downstream to us. Yeah. So you know, we know that it makes sense to do things chair side, some things chair side, and yeah. some things it doesn't make sense to do chair side. And you know, yeah. um, it, it comes down to an economic argument as much as a a technical argument. You know, when you guys value your um, chair side time at X, yeah. um, does it make sense to spend um, uh, uh, two times X uh, making a crown that's worth 0.5x exactly <laughs> so it's a simple economic argument and i think you know for us as lot the more scanners are out there either as standalone scanners or as part of integrated um chair side mill units the better because the more likely that those clients we're going to be able to access and, yeah. and get uh, and get our digital services to at some point so yeah i mean i i'm all for it yeah i really love the fact also how the technicians get so involved in the team because I've got in-house labs, you know, uh, and of course they, they are really part of the dental team now where they, you know, come in, they do part of the treatments and they interact so much with the, with the dentist and the, the so, so it's less of a boundary and, and they're really Being integrated. in-house yeah. with you. In-house they're there and it's, you know, really making same day dentistry work yeah. for do a technician think, as well. Do you think that is improves the results for you? So you, you know, the communication, the digital communication improves. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Result. I think so. Yeah. Technicians have the have the you know things that they just they've been ahead for a long time. Been ahead for a long yeah. time. Yeah. They're working ahead of us in some ways. Mm. So I also yeah. think that you know if you look at the digital uh, data that you get from using digital equipment, there's so much more information there for your technician as well. I mean, it's yeah. not just a. It's very hard when you're writing a letter to a technician and saying, "I really want to look very carefully at the lateral excursion." We have a little facet here or whatever the case may be. But then when you've actually had the scan and the picture's there, it speaks for itself, you know. It's much easier to communicate that to the to the technician. And um, he will then see the clinical challenges you have, but he can also communicate to you the technical challenges that might be faced with whatever's been asked of, you know. So I think the digital um, technologies have obviously enhanced that whole experience, both for the dentist and the technician. Mm. I'll tell you what technicians work well with. Um, I was actually having a chat two very similar conversations actually over the last week one with um phil and one with um Andy keelan who's you know at leeds and um he was we were looking at things and i'm and with the phd stuff i'm doing the uh we were looking at i'm doing a, a thing with scanners you know what we were doing and you know some of the scanners now an intraoral scanner you can if you have a static model you can look at it and you know when that study comes out it'll show that it's you know 20 30 microns up to you know even the worst scanners 50 60 microns it doesn't sound like much and that's probably because as a static model that's more than likely enough 
but the mouth isn't a static environment mm, yeah. and there's going to be all sorts of other problems that you know the lab side of things are accustomed to working around or being aware of yeah. in a way more than a clinician so things like you know the mouth opening and mm. the jaw you know the anatomy of the jaw the the spread of the arch maybe just mm. that little bit so mm. a lab technician who's familiar with working more bigger arch lab technician you know geared uh, full arch cases, all on fours or whatever, like Phil, you know, he'll be aware of those errors creeping in more. Whereas the dentist might go, well, do you know what? The guy's told me this is accurate. It's 20 microns. Why yeah. can't I do a full arch? Yeah. When yeah. there's valid reasons that a lab technician would think about that that's not going to be reality for. So, you know, it's balancing things then. Mm. I think, hey, I think that's right. Knowing what the limitations of technology are, because the, the guys will sell you, the reps will sell you anything, right? Yeah. Um, and, and, and it's, you know, it's being pragmatic about it because if you know what the limitations of technologies are, what, what they can do, then you can apply them judiciously and get the best results out of them. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, we all know that a, an intraoral scanner can only see a certain area. And so as you go around the arch, you're stitching images together and you get a cumulative error, uh, molar to molar. And that, that's, um, you know, that, that's a known fact. But of course, the, the, you know, as long as you know about that, you can account for it in various different strategies and then actually in the way you scan as well you know if you scan the arch and then scan across you can eliminate the errors and you can help help the software to correct that sort of compression that you get sometimes on the arch. yeah so Ed, um part of your education or part of your development is also involved uh, your, your career development is also has also involved the presidency of the uh, dental laboratory association you've been involved with the general dental council how did you get about did you enjoy that side of the uh, of the management the leadership or the did it just world? happen for you was it short lived as mine <laughs> um uh, not quite <laughs> um, um no i i mean i wasn't i wasn't president of the uh, dla I, I was president of the uh, bdi the British in, in Dental Industries Association, and I'm currently president of the, the European Association. Um, I, I like, I think if you're going to affect change, it's better to do it on the inside of the tent than on the outside. Um, yeah. So I'd rather roll my sleeves up and get involved in it. It can be quite um, uh, time consuming, and it's always that thing where you're balancing that with all the other projects uh, yeah. that are going on. I think, yeah. I think actually lockdown and COVID has been quite good in a way for me not for everybody but it, it's really helped me to focus my mind yeah and 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 really make sure that i i apply my time in a way that's that, that's useful um because you can just get involved in everything can't you and yeah. <laughs> and be a bit cool so so yeah i mean yeah so it definitely is on to the next question so what are you busy with at the moment i mean for all of us yeah like you said in lockdown we've basically had to sit down reevaluate our lives and mm -hmm. you know decide what is important what is not important and focus our energy in the yeah. direction of things that are important yeah so is there anything specifically that you are currently working on so um well obviously uh we did the we did the ppe project um and out of that we started getting into um uh powered air pressure respirators papr as an yeah. alternative to fitted um uh, PPE uh, because a lot of um, you know people can't wear fitted PPE for religious yeah. reasons if they're not shaving or whatever. Just like a beard. Some people just like a beard. <laughs> and I mean, looking at your article, um, 
Adam, you know, and that picture in that article, you know, and, yeah. and, and the problems that some people are getting and suffering from extended use of mm. PPE. So we got into to, yeah. to, to this, we introduced a company that's a UK manufacturer to the yeah. market and it, it's gone really, really well, actually. And I mean, you know, I would still say the majority is fitted PPE, obviously, but yeah. people are seeing that PAPR is an alternative. So that's one project. We're involved in a couple of projects um, around digital dentistry um, and, and the, co the confluence or merging of various different aspects of that. Um, what a lot of people don't know is that we also have an R&D side as well. So, oh, really? um, yeah, we, we, we got some money from Innovate UK. We've had a long... So uh, if you look at um, bespokeimplants.com, it's another side of the business where we manufacture patient-specific implants, cranial, oh, wow. ma maxillofacial and orthopedic implants. Oh, fantastic. That's and really cool. uh, that we got we got some money from Innovate UK uh, about eight years ago to, to translate the technologies that we commercialized in, in dental um, for patient specific spinal implants wow. uh, to, to uh, uh, correct, uh, to reduce PARS fractures and correct scoliosis or, you know, curvature. Bloody hell, he's been busy. Um, so, so <laughs> that, have you, how have you had the time, Ed? Have so you got well a that, twin? Well, that, no, certainly <laughs> not, but uh, that, that, that project worked out quite well. And the guy that was the research associate on that, Jensen, he joined us full time. He's our yeah. CTO now. And then we won another big Innovate UK funding thing to develop a, a brand new intraoral scanning technology. And wow. this, this technology, the project's just coming to completion on that. And we're looking at licensing that. Excellent. And basically, it, all of scanning technology at the moment um, is optical, as you all know. Um, and obviously, it's brilliant. It's well proven. Um, but it has its limitations in being able to see through um, soft tissue to see yeah. subgingival margins to be able to see within in, inside uh, the tooth structure to record um, 3D cavities caries digitally and so we've developed a new technology there that, that's quite exciting. Wonderful. Is it ultrasound for curiosity? Micro CT. Uh, I can't, I can't say. <laughs> top secret. It's it's it's. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's a laser based technology. Um, that sounds very cool. Um, it's hyper, hyper accurate as well. I mean, wow. it's sub-micron. Sub wow. um, oh, we really look forward to that, Ed. <laughs> and then, and then we, put, yeah, we, put a, we, we sort of, <laughs> like everybody else, was sitting That's around right. not having much to do during lockdown in the yeah. March, March through sort of June. So we yeah. stuffed in an application for EU um, for an EU-funded project, uh, wow. R&D project, um, and we won it. Um, wow. and ironically, oh, this, well country, this country sails off into the sunset on the on the thirty uh, first of December oh. in the EU. But our project starts on the first of January. But because yeah. it was awarded before we left, we so get okay. three year, we, yeah, we get three nice. year funded. Oh, that's January. good. Thank yeah, that's, good. That, that's around that's around three D printed implants. Um, yeah, for you know patient specific implants rather than using generic implants. So that, that's quite an exciting project. So that, that's kind of uh, what we're up to at the moment. It's actually, do you know what? For, for a guy who's only 25, it doesn't actually look yeah. like <laughs> Well, it's regenerative. <laughs> what I haven't told you about is the regenerative med medicine project. Yeah. Well, he's actually sent yeah. 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 Crikey. That's the part you're really interested in, isn't it, Adam? Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, I think the um, the final thing we were gonna we were gonna ask you was um, 
how do you think AI is going to have an impact on everything that we're doing so far with CAD, CAM, with intral scanning, with our lives? Where do you think it's heading at? Some weird things um, in the news this last week. I think, I think um, uh, well, there's the, the, there's the overt and the covert. Um, and AI is already influencing all of our lives more than most people realize. Um, so uh, everything that we do, you know, <laughs> our, our digital footprint, it's all being profiled. Um, yeah. and, and they, COVID. They, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Certain yeah. phone companies involved, yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, it's, 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 kind of, it's, kind of, it's kind of people farming, isn't it? But, uh, I mean, yeah. uh, in terms of dentistry, uh, obviously for diagnostic purposes, and particularly analyzing um, scans in, in sequence as, yeah. as you build up scan data for a patient record, yeah. analyzing from one scan to the next, how that's changing, interpreting the data, um, analyzing the scans, particularly when we get the new generation of scanners that will be able to not just record the surface of the tooth, the texture of the tooth, and, and the color of the tooth, but record internally. Yeah. Then we've got the opportunity to apply AI to in, red in flag diagnostic. Things. Yeah. Yeah. Aggressive. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what? I think it'll also make a big difference in uh, decision making. You know, using a, your, your your modern scanner for Filsy. scanning a cavity, and then it suggests what sort of restoration you should put on it as well. Mm. Not just a matter of taking the information of it. You know. So. Yeah. I think the future of dentistry is exciting, and uh, mm. I'm sure all professions, not just for dentistry, but because we're involved in dentistry, we're really uh, pleased to be involved in that uh, in that you know in that development and. Uh, it's, I don't it's actually a know time. any other career that um, ties digital things in with the body, with society, with your work, quite the same as dentistry does with digital, actually. Yeah. I, I, I can't think of any. Yeah, it's pretty unique, I think. Well, I, think unique. I think we're lucky. We're amazingly lucky because we're at one of those u unique points in time where you've got all of the classic knowledge and skills and you've got all the digital technologies coexisting. Yeah. Um, and obviously, the digital boundary is going to expand and expand and expand. But at the moment, if you look in our lab, we've got, we've got digital technicians, and we always sit them right next to somebody who's like got 40-plus years classical experience. Completely analog. Mm. Yeah, completely yeah. analog. But, but the crossover is brilliant because, yeah. because it's only by having the depth and breadth of knowledge about the classical workplace that you can get the best out of the digital items. Definitely, right? absolutely. So, so, you know, I think we're very lucky. We're at a real, real exciting time where, you know, new technology is coming into an, a very established and quite conservative sector and, 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 and disrupting, changing in, in mm. a very exciting way. And, you know, to be involved in that in any, any way, shape or form, I think a, a great, great opportunity. I think very encouraging for technicians as well, because I know there's a lot to worry well, there's a lot of worried technicians out there, you know, especially with the latest downturn in, in output yeah, from, from, from clinics uh, with, mm -hmm. the, with the post-COVID. Yeah, you know, there, there's plenty going on, but if we see a growth going in the right direction, uh, you know, uh, 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 how, how do you look at that? Well, look, I mean, when I came in now, and, uh, you know, that was, that was 97, so this is 23 years, <laughs> disappeared somewhere. Um, but, uh, you know... Um, the, the way the way the way it's changed was that that basically at that time a lot of work was going offshore right and and although it's never figures were never published it was as high as thirty percent of lab work I've heard that some, um, I've heard there's some know, a lot of places in the UK that were big places that were using offshore recently 
So, not that it's a bad thing per se, but it's yeah, sad it's, to see you know, a domestic, domestic uh, um, uh, skill and resource get get lost in that way. Um, yeah. Now, it's it's 13 Wow! And that is because of digital technology. Digital technology has made yeah. domestic um, resource more productive, uh, yeah. more responsive, and 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 you know at the time technicians were saying look tech is going to replace us we're going to lose our jobs no, because of cad cam quite the reverse the cad yeah. has actually saved saved their jobs yeah so, so um you know coming back to your point about how we see it it is a really tough time for labs at the moment make make no mistake about it and yeah. particularly for the nhs labs yeah. um Suffering. you know it's just awful and um you know we're okay we're mostly private well we are private places private and sort of dem plan practice plan type thing um, and we're busy, we're really busy, and we can mop up some of that, but we can't mop, mop up all of it. And these people are incredibly skilled people um, who are extremely employable, and, and a lot of them are, are leaving uh, dental technology to maybe go into uh, construction or, or the trades and, and, and earn very good living in that. And, and once we lose them from dental technology, that they're never going to come back. No. And I, I think really that's sad. really, really sad. But on the flip side, um, in a way, the NHS, I, I mean, I, we all love the NHS, right? It, 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 it's a brilliant thing about the UK, but it does have a distorting effect on the, on, on, on the market. Mm. Um, and, and uh, uh, you know, it may, it may be that after we come out of this, um, more lab work is private, and that mm. might not be a bad thing. You know, I would have really liked to have seen, you know, when, when, we, were, when we were chatting months ago, Ed, when, when all of this was kicking off with COVID um, and we were doing the PPA stuff, and they were building, you know, the Nightingale clinics and stuff like that. Uh, the countless billions that have been spent um, this year in supporting existing jobs. Mm. I think I would have much rather, at least a, a large proportion, if not most of it, being spent on revamping the whole of the health service yeah. throughout the UK, building new up-to-date hospitals full of technology, new dental clinics full of technology, to give new new jobs to people, I would have loved that. Yeah, um, and I don't really understand why that didn't happen, but you know, maybe it will in the politics. future. How did we vote for you to be prime minister? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, my my life with politics was very short lived. There's no chance of that happening. Ed, thanks so much. You know, it's been a pleasure yeah, talking to pleasure. you this evening. Um, all of us have had the great privilege of. Uh, you know, speaking on the lecture circuit with you, it's a lot yeah. of the trade exhibitions that we go yeah. to, and we look forward to seeing you again, you know, once COVID has been uh, suppressed and we're back to some sort of normality. Yeah. Um, thanks so much for joining us this evening. I can't wait to come around and see your stand Absolutely. next year. Yeah, it, I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be interesting from what you're saying. It's going to be <laughs> interesting. Very promising, We've got to go over. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll, hope, we'll, we'll try and do maybe do a follow-up uh, podcast at a stand at yeah, the next show nice. that would be where nice. we can show what, what he's been working on. Yeah, keep him busy with his twin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, amazing. Thank yeah. you very, very much for chatting to us. Okay, thank Cheers, you. Thank you. Right, have a fab weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye. See you later. Thanks. Bye guys. Thanks. Bye bye. bye. Well, that was a great. That was good. Thanks, Ed. Yeah. So I think. That's it's good. time for us to sign off. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Next time we can chat to, I think we've got Arthur next week. We've got a couple of people lined up, so we'll see who comes along yeah. next to next week. 
Uh, but we've got some, yeah, we've we've got got some, some really, very interesting, really interesting characters, coming up here, huh? characters coming up in the world of dentistry. Um, they're going to share their experiences with us and they're going to share how they uh, approach life, not just from a dental perspective, but on their personal level, how they've in, um, enhanced their careers and yeah. you know, the different things that people do and, and very interesting things too. Do you know what? You know, the past year, I think what I, what I said before is kind of maybe, maybe we should have these podcasts to bring that in a little bit, to bring that little bit of normality, you know, normality to yeah. people. Yeah. Because at the minute, it's just work, home, work, home. Mm. There's no play. There's no, there's no going out. You know, we can't, you know, maybe there isn't the part of the world where someone's listening right now, they're thinking, <laughs> suckers. You know, we, we're here, we, you know, we can work, we can and socialize this, but the rest of the time, you know, once you go home, that's it. Outside work yeah. and education. You're exactly. Wanting. So, you know, if we can bring a little bit of, you know, something interesting for people to listen to, I hope that, you know, it makes your, it makes your lives a little bit more uh, creative to bring something into that your lives uh, or, uh, or even just enjoy listening to it. So uh, it's been nice chatting. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, we'll thank you very much time. and see you soon. See Good you night. Soon. Good night. The International Digital Dental Academy Podcast, Media Partner FMC. Welcome to the future of dentistry.